Okay. I, you know what? I don't know what episode this is, man. So um, whenever whenever I get around to editing it, I'll look at the um, I'll look at the episode numbers that we, the last one that we had saved, and then I'll just I'll just I'll come back in and and record the you know welcome back to this episode sort of thing. Okay. All right. Sounds like a plan. Okay. All right. Or even that, we might not even have to do that. I mean, this is just like coming back at it. Um, you know, average. Anyway, I, like I said, what we were talking about before, we could make that um, a part of the show, which was the fact that it's been a while. Um, it's been a while since you and I had this podcast, um, but it's still something that we like to do. That's why we're getting back into it. Um, the one thing that's still happening in your life, which I think is awesome is uh the photography i haven't been doing so much photography though but you were talking about your weddings that you were shooting yeah i've been i've been busy with uh, photography this year i had wanted to usually i do three a year and i'm done uh, but this year has been more than that uh, but it's kept me busy but i haven't had the time to really do uh, other photography projects that i want to do uh, for the most part a lot of a lot of them have been uh, paid jobs so, uh, I, I would take that for now. <laughs> well, what were some of the projects that you wanted to get into? Uh, typically, I, I wanted to... Now, I, I, I always like to tell a story with my photography. So, just do, doing something creative, experimental. Um, I had, I had a, a bunch of uh, models uh, lined up that were going to... We're going to try uh, all kinds of uh, shoots um, and just experiment with light and uh, something ju- something to tell a story, to take the user somewhere. Uh, I was going to do this thing. I started it with my daughters, um, but I was going to do like a series of photos that um, I was going to post on Instagram and usually tells a story. And I was going to do something similar, but uh, this year has been tough to find the time. Hopefully next year. I, I, I'm actually planning on doing something like that in the fall. So um, hopefully, I, ha, um, I have I think two models that uh, I'm gonna work with this fall to get some some interesting um, sh- sh- uh, you know f- uh, photo shoots and uh, I'll post it on Instagram and, and see what feedback I get. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. You know, one thing that we didn't do, I guess it's been a while. Um, you can, could you mention Instagram? So I'm guessing online, you can still be found at the same places. Yeah, you can still find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, actually, I changed it. It was captured by Steven and that's called photography. I just kept it simple to capture by Steven. That's what I'm known by. And then also, I had to separate my portrait account from my miscellaneous account so uh if you want to just follow me for portraiture which um is, is captured by steven and then uh if you just want to follow me for landscape you know any, any for the anything that goes account uh, you can just follow capture by steven underscore variety uh that's where you find me on instagram okay and for me uh same place um, i haven't i haven't made any changes only change i've made is that i haven't been posting too much <laughs> so um i think this i think this uh welcome back uh shut account um podcast can be entitled um photography and the rest of your life you know Um, because uh on instagram you know my two instagram accounts are still alxva8 that's um more so my personal one where i mostly just do me and my family and any other interests that i have and then um Team Hall Photo is the account where it I I created that account to be the portraiture photography, but being that I haven't been doing so so many portraits, you know, I haven't been posting anything on there. Other than recently, I started throwing some videos up there um, from uh, IGTV, and um, the IGTV videos that I've been creating, you know, how they, they'll post a preview, you know, on your feed. So that's um. That's that's the only thing I've been. But for me, um, I haven't been I haven't been shooting at all because I just had the uh, I, I moved down to North Carolina. I was down there for a while. It had slowed me down a lot because I 
you know, the people that the few models that I met that I was starting to work with were all around here in the DC area or Baltimore. Um, I met, I had, I did meet one that was from New York, but pretty much the point is that they, I had moved further away from those connections that I formed. So when I went down to Charlotte, North Carolina, it was about trying to see, you know, get started in that area and find people to shoot with. And, but I went down there with a new job. So I was like busy just getting used to life down there. It was my first time living down there. It was my first time working at this company, getting used to that company, of course. And that just took all my time, all of my time, you know, and, and I did not really get back to shooting until, um, until I moved back here actually this year. And I have not been shooting portraiture, which is what I wanted to shoot. Uh, actually been doing a lot of, um, car photography. So, um, that was different. And that was just from some guys that I just met. They like cars. I like cars. And so, you know, I just been taking pictures of the cars that they drive. Now that's great, man. I, I've been seeing some of those posts. They, they, they look really nice. Uh, I think I saw one where you had the, the turtle. That was one of my favorite oh, the ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was yeah, one of that my favorite one was ones. actually, um, that was in New York. Uh, we were in the, uh, in Dumbo and, uh, we were like, you know, on that street, that cobblestone street where they have the, the views of the bridge and, uh, it, it there was it just happened to be you know it's New York man New York's crazy man so like one one of the people that it, this was a friend of a friend that was out there that I took a picture of his car and then somebody just walked by that was holding a turtle <laughs> and, and yeah oh, and, I, see. Um, I guess this was a pet turtle that he was taking out for a walk I I don't I don't know why this guy was holding a turtle walking around the city but he he said that yeah I think my turtle would like to be in a shot and. <laughs> I thought, yeah, go ahead, go for it, put him down there. I, w- I would love to uh, get him in there, man. So, yeah, I got I got down real low for that one. <laughs> yeah, that was that was dope. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. But um, like yeah, someone. I think like, like I said, man. I think I think this one. This no, did I? I didn't for this one. No outlines. Really, just you know, trying to. Um, get back on the map, you know, with Shutter Count, and and hopefully we can get it regular regularly going again. Um, but really, yeah, like I said, I think this one, the good, a good theme, at least I think a good theme to talk about is just kind of like how you keep the hobby going. And um, but for you, it sounds like you've been doing a better job than I have been. You know. Well, I mean, I I've been, I have, you know, the the one thing, uh, uh, the photography can be fun, but when you also have the business side of it, uh, you know, people sometimes uh, confuse the two. They think, uh, you know, the business part of it also is is fun, but sometimes the business part of it can be a bit boring because it's business, you know. But uh, when you're doing it for fun, you know, it, it can be more interesting. So, uh, I mean, not to say I didn't enjoy my clients. I did. Uh, that It's just sometimes you have your own, checklist that you want to accomplish uh i really miss like things like a landscape photography in nature i miss those those kind of photography so uh because it, it keeps me uh relaxed and at peace so i'm looking forward to doing more of that hopefully things will quiet down around like i said around the fall fall season into winter time so i'm gonna try i know it gets it gets very cold but i'm i'm, I'm gonna try hard and i think i i posted something recently about um i was looking for some ideas because i cause sometimes you do lose motivation um, and I, I i i you know i got to that point where i it's like there's there was no motivation i didn't want to pick up my camera but then uh, i just went online started looking at other photographs um, other people's uh, photos, and uh, I think you, you, I think you gave me some ideas, Sean. And then um, you know that was all I needed to uh, ignite my love for photography again. I mean, what do you what do you think was going on that made you not want to pick up your camera? You know, I think I was just exhausted. I was just exhausted, um, a bit overwhelmed with so much that was happening, and I 
I didn't want to complicate. Uh, I didn't want to do anything, you know. And and you know, sometimes um, when you do uh, wedding photography, uh, you you edit so many photos. I've done a lot of weddings this year, and I've sat behind my my PC for hours and hours editing. So after a while, you just don't want to sit in front. I mean, you're just tired, and I I don't want to I don't want to pick up the camera. <laughs> go out and do anything and so uh you know i just hit that 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 particular moment i just need somebody to just say try why don't you try this and i think i spoke with uh samantha too when uh, she gave me some ideas to try uh maybe you know, one of the things she said was try and recreate something that somebody has had done and maybe add your own twist to it so um i started making notes of some ideas that I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to uh, create and then, you know, add a little bit of twist and, um, you know, making my own. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, yeah. well, I think it's good, man. I think it's good that you, you came back to it. Um, I'm happy to come back to it. I mean, for me, I, as you're talking, I didn't really like, um, I, I thought about, I knew I had like a lot of things going on before. And, uh, I know that they've been, um, I saw some of the po- other podcasts I listen to and, and YouTube videos I watch. I've seen uh, some creators talking about burnout a lot lately, and for me, I think it. I think it was experience. I was experiencing burnout, and that's why I didn't pick up my camera. But it's not burnout from, of course, you know, shooting all the time. Uh, f- you know, for for us, you know, we we shoot and um, have a career as well, right? So. The shooting a lot of time happens after work or on the weekends, and for me, um, in being in a new place like uh, Charlotte, I didn't have uh, I didn't it wasn't as easy for me to pick up the camera. And then uh, since I had a project down there that was um, demanding my time around the clock, um, I was a little at the end of the day I was burnt out. You know, didn't pick up the camera. Um, when I was moving back up here to, to the D.C. area, I was excited to be back home because then I thought, well, well I'm going to be a lot closer to these um, some of the connections that I made for photography. But the process of coming back here was so hard on me, meaning that uh, I was still wrapping up a, a contract in Charlotte while I was um, had already my family had already moved up here. And so I found myself on a lot of weekends uh, driving back and forth or, you know, for, I would fly sometimes, but to try and save money, you know, I didn't want to fly all the time. So I drove a lot of the times as well. And that went on for about, I'm thinking, I think that went on for like two months, you know? So that's like almost every weekend driving up and down the highway, you know, from Charlotte to Maryland. And, uh, I, yeah, I was not going to, that's oh, rough. That's rough. <laughs> it, 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 um, man, it, it actually, it, it broke me down at, at certain points. I mean, like, you know, um, literally, you know, emotionally, man, because it's like, you know, I didn't have anything left in the tank, you know, for the photography. Um, and mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, the photography, you know, the craft, you know, that fell by the wayside. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm here now and I've uh, been here for uh, many months now uh, this year. And uh, I just still had did not pick up the camera the way I thought I would, um, but I realized, like I've done before in my career, you know, I realized that I need to create that creativity always in my life. And when I don't have it, then I feel like something is missing. So that's why I started picking up the camera again. But I'm glad that um, I haven't been shooting what I traditionally want to shoot. But I'm I'm excited to. I I've shot cars before. And I like I like shooting cars, just not as much as shooting, um, taking photographs of people. But the the car thing I've started getting into because you know it's a different it's a um, different discipline. There's its own little techniques that you have to know. And the group of guys that that I ran into that they enjoy their cars, um, they're a fun fun group of guys. Um, I went down to Florida with them and and did some shooting down there. Some video, also been getting more into video as well, and uh, went up to New York, like I said, where I shot that that turtle that you saw, 
and then just just more so recently yes. we went to um, Pennsylvania. So you know it's just been been having fun with it again, and it's, it it started out just just something like really casual. Uh, but this is getting me back in the scene again and actually getting me back in the scene in a way where I'm starting to think of myself more and more so of a hybrid person. I mean, very much so. I'd always had a curiosity in video, but now I really, really want to get into video. So I am really looking at myself as a hybrid shooter. You know, a lot of these cameras that come out now, they're just as good with stills as, well, I don't say just as good, but they're good with stills and they're very good with video. And I'm more so looking at it where, wow, that's the type of camera I would like to have. You know, I'm still shooting with the uh, D7100, the Nikon. Haven't changed it. Okay. But uh, I think I think I'm very interested in picking up a Z6. But since it's, again, a hobby and a side thing, um, I'm not just going to turn around and get it. But what I want to do first with the D7100, even though it's not, um, it's not the best at video, but it can do video. And so I'm going to do the best that I can with that video that it's capable of before I make this change. I see. Oh, that, that would be, that would be interesting to see you shoot with that. Uh, the Z6, right? You want to, you want to go with the, yeah, the Z6, I do. right? I, I, um, yeah, <clears throat> it seems, it seems like, you know, the Z6 didn't come out. I was going to pick up an a seven three. Oh, uh, okay. You're gonna you're gonna be the A seven three for it. Um, that's that's that, <laughs> you don't that want to the <laughs> but as soon but you know, I, I I'm I'm agnostic when it comes to you know whether I do, am I going to be a Canon guy, a Sony guy, or a Nikon guy. But you know, I've been shooting with Nikon for so long, and um, I like the way Nikon does things, and that uh, I think that Z six looks like a that's winner. Good bring that camera out sony had just about won me over when it came to that a7 III. you know i i never got a chance to play with it or, or touch or anything but i'm just looking at you know the reviews that i've seen online and everything i read about that camera it just looked like um something that would have been a good camera for me to pick up so i was going after that but um then they then nikon went ahead and released that z6 and z7 now i don't feel like i need the megapixels i forget what the megapixel counter the z7 is which is like 40 45 something like that i can't remember um yeah I, yeah yeah i, yeah, think it's, yeah, I don't need that there. but when, when i when i was again. looking at the z6 um i think the z6 is what 25 25 megapixel count which i mean it doesn't you know it's not really important to me it doesn't matter but uh, uh yeah i think it's like 25 and um, yeah. i thought okay cool file sizes are pretty much around what i'm used to um gets me to playing around with the full frame you know, which is still to me not as important, but it's still something. Um, but I, I, when I saw that what they were doing with Atomos, you know, with um, uh, allowing the ProRes to be recorded to the, I think what the Atomos five, and then you know how they came out with a, yeah, they came out with a video makers kit. Oh, okay, um, for yeah. Me, it showed me that mm-hmm. wow, for the first time that Nikon was really taking video very seriously. And it just happened to be around in time where I'm more so interested in video now. So, yeah, I think uh, sometime in the future, not this year. I mean, we're at the end of the, towards the end of this year. I think probably sometime towards the middle to the end of 2020, you know, I might be thinking about picking up a Z6. I know that's far out. But before I get there, I want to become a good, I, I like becoming good at the tools I already have. So I want to, I want to use what I have before I make that jump. I, I agree. Because I, you know, as, as they always say, the, the best camera is what you have. And, I know when the the Z6 came out, it, the the reviews were mixed. But lately, uh, I've been seeing a lot of good reviews. Uh, I think a lot of it has been uh, firmware fixes and and people just getting their hands on the camera. The feedback has been great. So, uh, yeah, and and I, and I heard they're coming up with uh, other um, affordable cameras. Um, I don't. Uh, no, you're right. I, I thought I heard about two. I thought they were talking about two affordable cameras. I think one was a Z50. I can't remember the the, the name designations they gave to it, but I, I felt like it was like a Z50, and I can't remember the name of the other one. But yeah, these are it's it's kind of interesting. They say, from what I read, these are APS-C cameras that are mirrorless, but still using the Z mount. So that that's interesting. Yes, yes, I, I, I saw that, and the specs, the specs were not bad at all. Uh, 
Yeah, they 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 had good things to say about about um, the Z6 and what, what whatever Nikon is up to. Seems like uh, it's so. Really I thought I, I, I thought about future, this so. um, a little bit before we got on um, um, the call together here, and it was actually interesting. I actually had a call about this. I thought about this before I got the call, but someone did call me asking this question. Right? They they have a Nikon camera. They it is a an APS-C camera. I think it's a um, D thirty four hundred. Uh, they are a hobbyist right now. Actually, you know what? I want to call them a little bit more than a hobbyist. I want to say that they're, they're trying to use their camera to make money. Okay. Um, they do some portraiture. They've been doing a lot of real estate shooting. Uh, the camera that they've have that they have right now, has been acting up, up on them and they haven't been able to fix it. So they're ready to move on. Now let's generalize this now. So if it was anyone, I mean, you could think about the profile of that person I just said, but if someone told you now today that they were interested in buying a DSLR camera, would you tell them to do that? Or would you tell them to go to not look back and get a mirrorless? I will go with a mirrorless. Uh, I think uh, mirrorless, they do change the way uh, you take, uh, you, you know, your workflow and the way you approach photography. Um, they do change it. I mean, you you are looking directly at the sensor. Uh, what you see is what you get. Uh, I think it speeds up process. I mean, especially your workflow if you are, because you know, with with the mirrorless, um, you have a lot of mechanic mechanical, um, you know, a lot of movements going on. And, and I mean, they've gotten better. I know, they, like for example, the the five D Mark Four. Uh, live view is really quick now to f- autofocus, uh, but still, I mean, with with mirrorless, uh, it's a lot faster. Uh, the technology has greatly improved, so i i will I will tell I will tell someone to just stick with the mirrorless. I mean, that's that's my that's my opinion. I've I've gotten rid of all my DSLRs and I haven't looked back. Oh wow! No one bit. Yeah, okay. I don't now, have, see, that's new. My Canon that's is gone. New. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a my while Canon. since we talked, so I didn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Canon is gone. Canon is gone. Um, I'm I'm just selling. Um, I have a few lenses that I need to get rid of. I I just got I just sold one more lens. I just have let me see, I think three more lenses I need to sell, and I'm done. All my Canon gear is gone. Um, wow. And so right now I shoot with the A7 III and the Fuji. And I have those two for two, you know, they have, they are, they are strong in certain areas. Uh, no one is better than the other, but they are strong in certain areas. So depending on what look I need, uh, I might use a Fuji, I might use a Sony. Uh, so, and mirrorless are getting cheaper. Uh, uh, I think, if, I think, you know, and, and Sony has proven uh, that mirrorless can't, can't keep up with the DSLR. Uh, you know, I think you Sony's A-Nap. proven that um, in in a lot of areas that the DSLR needs to catch up to the mirrorless. The only time oh, that yes. I hear the only time that I hear that uh, mirrorless still struggles is in the uh, more demand. Well, this very demanding um, sports photography. It sounds like um, that there's some lenses that Sony still needs to add to their lineup. I think. I think they they just yes. Caught- I think that you know that's uh, that's still the case, and um, I can't I can't remember what it is now. I haven't been paying strict attention to what sports photographers do not like about mirrorless, but I think the other aspect is that um, was it the A nine that had the banding issue in certain uh, lighting conditions? Well, most most mirrorless have this issue with uh, you know, when you try to use the. Uh electronic shutter because it's trying to read the the sensor you know line by line so if you try to use it under like fluorescent lightning you you do get a banding issue uh but i believe uh now i have to i have to i have to research it i might be wrong but with uh okay. you know that with the a9 i mean it's <laughs> you don't have blackouts you know because that was one of the Right. Drawbacks to with with mirrorless was was a blackout, you know, and it, it, you can miss shots, especially if you're doing spots. You know, well, you let don't me not call it the A nine then. 
I know I know it was a Sony camera. I know it was a mirrorless camera, and I know that it was still um, finicky in certain lighting conditions, and that's why um, someone had pointed this out. And you know, when you in these stadiums, you have like a lot of LED lighting around. And yeah, it's in, did... it's in those scenarios where it really um, shows itself, and so I think that's why a lot of um, photographers. That may be one of the reasons why a lot of professional sports photographers are not like clamoring right to to pick up those uh, cameras yet. I I don't have that problem if you use the mechanical shutter because you know with the mirrorless you have you could either use the electronic or the mechanical. So if you use the electronic, you have to pay attention to your lightning. Because it happens on both the Fuji uh, and then the Sony. I see it all the time. Uh, okay. So you have, yeah, uh, if it's, you know, nice broad daylight, electronic shutter, you can, you know, with electronic shutter, too, you, can, you can shoot a lot of um, frames per second. So electronic shutter, and, you know, you can get silent shooting. So, so if you're trying to do something like silent shooting with the electronic shutter and you want to, you know, in a, like a, a, a dimmed uh, environment and they have the fluorescent or the uh, uh, incandescent light, you know, that can cause an issue. You can see some band. I've, I've seen them on my, on my images. And so sometimes it depends, you know, you have to decide what do you want to just capture the moment or you want a clean image that you can work with. You have to decide. But, you know, I, I usually don't use electronic shot. I only use it like with its broad daylight, I'm outside, and you can it, it can do wonders for you with the electronic shutter. I can capture my daughter with you know she's she's camera shy, especially my younger daughter. She doesn't like posing for the camera, so I can capture candid moments, and she doesn't even realize it. And you Very can cool. capture so many shots. Yeah, you can just hold on the shutter and just cut. It's like your cell phone. You know, it's electronic so shutter. Like just this, capturing. Then. I'll tell you what I um told the person. Like I said, just a real life story. So what I told them was um. In their case, their case was a little specialized, right? So they wanted to stick with Nikon, and uh, they had they had amassed a good collection of lenses. Um, I, I think it'd been a while. Again, like I said, but uh, it's been a while since I spoke to you. It's been a while since I spoke um, to her, this photographer as well, and she had amassed um, a good collection of lenses. Um, a minority of those lenses are full frame. Um, the majority of those are um, DX lenses for the crop sensor. Um, Nikon that she has now, uh, you know, which makes sense because she wasn't planning on um, ever moving from uh, crop center at that time uh, just because she is, she had started, the photography was very much so a strong hobby at that time, but it's something that she wants to do professionally now. But she's also, you know, budget conscious, right? So okay. as okay. when she asked me this question right, right, right away, I thought, well, if you want to stick with Nikon, like me, I'm looking, I want to, I just want to stay with Nikon as well. Really, for her and I, uh, we're in a similar situation where it doesn't really matter, right? That's just preference. Um, because I, I, I'm saying she could go to Sony because she's going to have to replace her lenses anyway. Because she wants to go to full frame, right? So she's going to have to go through that process of selling off the old if she chooses to do that. But she cannot use the old. Um, at least by sticking with the Nikon, what I told her, because she wanted to stick with Nikon. Now she was looking at either staying crop with a D7500 or going full frame with a D750, which I suggested the Z6, but she said she was not ready to go mirrorless. Um, I don't know why I didn't is dig it, into that. Is it, is it because of that, that one? Cause you know, I, the, the electronic shutter, I thought I was going to use it a lot more with the mirrorless, but I, you know, I don't, I don't use, unless you're doing like, um, wildlife photography, you know, you know, even with weddings where, you know, there are some churches that don't like, you know, the camera, uh, the shutter, shutter sound must, must be turned off. Um, you know, then maybe, maybe it, it can be a problem. But even with wildlife, uh, if, you, again, if you're outside with the electronic shutter, you won't have the banding issues. And, and the A9, you know, like, like the A9 has the, uh, it has the, uh, the, the back, uh, illuminated sensor, the backlit illuminated sensor. So it allows, um, the data to be read really, really fast. So there's no blackouts. I mean, it's, 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 it's really great for spots. 
it's good for like I said. I think the the only thing that might be a problem would be is the, is the lens. Uh, they need to just uh, add more lenses uh, for sports photography. Well, but. well, you know, I don't like to get in anyone's pocket, man. And I really didn't want to, you know, uh, force her, you know, into getting anything more expensive. And I would say, like, for anyone listening to this, um, I I look at the way I look at it is this way: if you're extremely budget conscious. And um, there are going to be a lot of deals out here on DSLR cameras that's going to be very tempting, you know, especially um, some cameras that you may have looked at. I mean, you yourself, you mentioned uh, Mark, uh, Mark 5. Um, oh no, was it a Mark 4? No, D5 Mark 4. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, 5D you Mark 4, yeah. The 5D, sorry. Yeah, you mentioned mm-hmm. the 5D Mark IV. I'm sure there's some great deals on, on those cameras now. Um, I know I've seen great deals on D850s. Um, definitely saw wonderful deals on D750s, you know, so, so there are, um, full frame cameras that anyone coming from an APS-C camera now, or just an older body now, um, you're going to be very tempted to pick up. So if you're extremely budget minded and yes, DSLR technology, you know, you see these articles where people saying that DSLR is dead, but that shouldn't matter to you as an individual because these are still great cameras. Um, I would say pick up that camera, go with it. I did not tell her to shy away from the D750, which is what she was uh, more so leaning towards, um, which I thought was a better pick um, than the D7500. Now, I didn't want to tell her not to get the D7500, um, but I know she wants to. She wants to uh, shoot weddings and she wants to use this camera for some professional work, and I at least like the idea that the 750 has two memory card slots while the D7500 only has one. And um, I've heard many professionals say that one memory card slot hasn't taken them, um, hasn't hasn't turned them away from cameras, but at least have an option of two, I think it's nice. So if someone's looking at two cameras and I think that all the other specs just about line up, um, but one has two slots, another one has one. I would point that professional to the two slots um, versus the one every day. Um, yes, yeah. that's, that's that's the one. Now, so that's that person, the budget-minded person. Now, not saying that you and I are not budget-minded, but we're also hobbyists to the point where we are we we get we get contracts or we are shooting professionally, right? Um, we Correct. we will we will earn you know, from uh, these cameras. And so it's not just a strict hobby. Uh, for anyone else, that's, anyone that's in that boat now, I would, I would, unless they had a really strong reason to stick with a DSLR, I would um, encourage them to get a mirrorless because it is, you know, it is a future. I mean, why, I, I figure why yes. choose an older technology? You know, if this is something that you want to use professionally, you know, keep marching forward, you know, get get used to, what's now and going on in the future and also and you can speak to that stronger than i can you know um i'm going to say now even for my niche is if you are someone who is somewhat of a hobbyist who also plans to shoot professionally but you have a great working now in her case her cameras stopped working optimally my camera still works so the reason why i don't have a mirrorless now is because i'm very comfortable with my camera it's still a crop sensor even um, but I'm comfortable with it. The gear that I have is awesome. The kit that I have, it works fine, perfectly fine. So I have, I have no reason right now to change that. But I know when I'm planning on getting another camera, it could, like I said, it could be later this year. It could be sometime next year. I would not buy a DSLR. It will for sure um, be mirrorless. Yeah, and it's. I, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you. And. When I was getting to mirrorless too, I wanted I was I was budget conscious. Uh, I didn't want to just spend a lot of money. So uh, one of the the brands I look at was uh, I looked at was Fuji. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't realize Fuji uh, is very affordable. Uh, their lenses are also affordable and they create very beautiful. It's it's so much fun to shoot with Fuji, and that's what drew me to to the the brand. It wasn't just um, that it was fun to shoot with. It was also affordable. Um, so, and when, especially when it comes to the best APS-C cameras out there, uh, Fuji is the best. I mean, Sony is trying to chip at them, but um, 
Fuji just creates the best APS-C period. Um, and and also uh, in regards to switching to mirrorless, one thing um, is that when we look at comp companies like Sony and uh, especially Fuji, even uh, Olympus, um, they, you know, especially Sony, Sony came out with mirrorless long, long time ago. It wasn't the best. It was, it was, you know, it it had it had a lot of bugs on it, a lot of bugs. Uh, they weren't fun to shoot with, but they've had so much time to uh, uh, refine it so much. So that's why they are now coming up with cameras that are just, you know, it makes you take, you know, think twice before you go and purchase a DSLR. You know, the, from you know it, when. You know, mirrorless came out. One of the issues was, you know, the blackouts. It's no longer an issue. Uh, battery was a problem, and it's true. Um, uh, but if you look at, uh, they came out with the Z, uh, the Z battery uh, with the A73. I can shoot. I can use that battery almost all day. Uh, when I use, when I do weddings, I can do pretty much. Um, all, all, all the way until the reception before I have to switch battery just with one 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 battery um, in the Sony a a873 a uh, the Fuji yeah the this the XT2 was an earlier version um, you know they still hadn't improved in the battery life so with with Fuji they still have that weakness but Sony has proven that battery is no longer an issue with um, with uh, with mirrorless and you know the ability to focus because I had a I had a um, you know I had a, a 5D Mark III and it was great because I came from a 60D and when I was using the 60D to do weddings it was a single slot it wasn't quick at focusing I was missing shots I had to go to mirrorless and you know when it was when it was a uh, low light. I had issue, you know, the, the images were very noisy and it, some of them were not usable. So I had to switch to full frame and 5D Mark III helped. But then I went to Fuji, uh, which was an APS-C and I was comparing it to a 5D and sometimes, you know, it, it looks sharper. <laughs> and even performance in low light, it was almost comparable to the a full frame. So it shows I've the advancement that, that it, yes, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I looked at them side by side and I couldn't believe it. It's it's almost like shooting with a full frame. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And then the JPEGs. If you want a camera that has some of the best JPEGs, Fuji. Fuji almost made me stop shooting raw. The JPEGs are so good coming out of the Fuji. Yeah, and if you go on the YouTube, you just go look look at Fuji and JPEG, and you you see others talk about it. The the, the JPEG is amazing. Yeah, but of okay, course, so I want to shoot raw. Let me ask you this then. Um, I don't want to talk about any future DSLR. When I ask this question, I don't want to talk about uh, future DSLRs that are coming out because I hear that some of the technology that um, was possible in the mirrorless camera, they're going to try and bring some of that to the DSLR. And I think um, Canon was talking about um, mm -hmm. eye or face autofocus. Yes. And, um, yeah, and what what camera are they bringing? Are they coming with now? Is it a five D Mark V or something like that? Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't been following Canada much. <laughs> I haven't oh, kept up okay. with them. I've been reading a lot of away. Fuji. Yeah, yeah I step away a little <laughs> bit from Canon because, like, okay. you know, I waited and waited and waited, and Canon, Canon just became no too worries. complacent. Yeah, but uh, I need to follow up. I need to follow up. Um, I need okay. to go back well, to my, my kind of Let me just keep it general then. Let me just keep it general. Then then I know we know that companies are are that are still coming out with another DSLR, you know, they they're going to bring some of this um, mirrorless technology to those DSLRs. I think even Nikon was talking about coming out with another DSLR camera. Um, that's what I thought I, I read somewhere as well. Um, so so let's talk about those that are DSLR owners now. You know, maybe had a DSLR camera for a few years now. What and so this is me okay so what am i missing you know this is this is again i'm trying to make an argument to say hey if you're in a position to get another camera today why you should not buy a dslr like what 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 am i missing like what what will i experience with your cameras that you have now that will make me want to jump um better sensor um fast autofocus 
real time, uh, especially you know Sony. I like the real time uh, eye tracking, uh, eye tracking, face tracking. Um, and you know it's just I mean it's 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 a workhorse, man. I mean I can. I just like the fact that it saves me time. I don't have to constantly, you know, you have the electronic viewfinder right there. I, I don't have to take my eyes uh, from the camera. I can, I can, I can keep shooting and just go back and review everything with my eye against the viewfinder, electronic viewfinder. And like I said, electronic viewfinder, you're looking directly, you're not looking through some mirror. You're looking directly at the sensor. You can make quick adjustments and and off you go and and because it's mirrorless too again they um you know they have face detection and you know and then you have the contrast detection um so you like i said you are able to better track your subjects you can i don't miss shots you know i don't miss shots uh with with the dslr i, I missed a lot of shots not not with not with uh, mirrorless uh, i get to keep i get to get i, I get a lot of keepers uh, in fact i have so much images as uh, Sometimes you know storage is becoming an issue since I so switched over to mirrorless. You said so your count of keepers goes up. You think it's easier? To oh yeah, yeah. Keepers. Your your keeper rate goes up. I mean, because it has you could track across the sensor so much better compared to uh, a DSLR. Uh, so okay. you, you get to keep yeah. So what you just said now there's a lot there's a lot less um, focus and recompose. Yes, it's a lot of focus recompose. You can just do it right there, and okay. you can keep your eye, especially you can keep your eye glued. You know, because that, that that was one of the things I had to adjust when I first got mirrorless. I was I will take a photo and look at the back. I don't have to do that. I'm shooting. I'm and I'm looking straight in the electronic viewfinder. Um. So um, and then for example, with the uh, Sony came up with a real time um, uh, tracking autofocus, and. Mm-hmm. And even with that, they've put a, a bit of uh, machine learning where it, it, it could tell, uh, it cannot track um, animals, you know. Uh, yeah, I read that. They're trying to improve it. They're trying to improve it, yeah. But it, it can track uh, animals. If you're doing wildlife, you know, it gives you that nice, sharp, you know, and with, with, with photography, if the eyes are sharp, everything else looks good. So that's the one thing so- I do like. So for those that are probably more um, more amateur photographers or just getting into photography, I will explain just a little bit, just you know, just to bring a little light to this. The because um, what, what you're saying makes you know perfect sense to me right away, and I'm sure to anyone who's been shooting for a while. Um, but this whole you know, take a picture and then look at the back of your screen to make sure you got the exposure right, right? So when mm-hmm. you're shooting with a DSLR, um, you're 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 looking at a you're looking at an image. Um, that is not electronic, right? You're just looking straight through glass and you're looking at the scene as your own bare eyes can see it. Um, but that just means that you then have to make sure that the settings on your camera are going to be set in a way where you expose the scene properly. Sometimes it's overexposed. Sometimes it's underexposed, a little bit too dark, but you don't know that until you can see the image electronically on the back of the screen on a DSLR. Um, so it's some guesswork there, but if you've been shooting for a while, um, like for me, I'm used to my camera. If I've been shooting for a while, I can a lot of times look at a scene and know where to, where my settings should be. But not everybody's like that, and it's not always that way across the board if you're using multiple different cameras. With a mirrorless camera now, the advantage is, of course, you're able to see your scene exposed for you in the electronic viewfinder. So how the image will look is what you're actually seeing when you're looking through there. So that's why the keeper rate goes up because you're not taking a shot and then finding that it was too dark and then having to change your settings, take another shot, another shot, exactly. check it, right, to make sure. So that then again, that also goes to speak as to why your workflow speeds up because as you said, you can just keep your eyes to the camera. So. That's good. And the other thing that I mentioned earlier that you said, that you said, which I think is an advantage, is uh, um, focus and recompose. And what that means is uh, there are these um, focus points that are in, in a lot of cameras. And the cheaper cameras, you may have 11 or 9 even um, focus points where you most every every camera that i've ever known or known of has a focus point in right directly in the center 
of the image that you're looking at, but then there are a few other focus points around. Now, when you deal with more expensive cameras, you have even many more, um, up to 30, up to 40, up to 50, maybe 60, um, 70 focus points. But with DSLR cameras, those focus points generally don't cover the whole scene that you're shooting. So you might find yourself if you want to focus on someone's eye and their head happens to be in a point of the scene where there is not a focus point there, you're going to have to move this camera slightly so you can then use that the closest focus point to focus on that eye and then change the recompose to the scene that you originally wanted to shoot now that the camera's in focus and then take that shot. So a lot less of that going on with uh, mirrorless cameras. Yes, you know, you just you don't have to, you know, move your focus points like you said. Move it to the eye, focus, and then you know, what if the person turns their yeah, yeah, they tilt their head a little bit. <laughs> you gotta you have to now you know go to a separate focus point. You know, it just um it just makes um it just slows you down. But with for example the Sony, you know, Fuji Fuji is is trying, but they don't have the best. Um, I think that in you know, the XT2, the processor wasn't powerful enough. But the XT3, uh, the, the, it has it has uh, significantly improved. But with the Sony, uh, I, I upgraded my firmware on the A7 III, and it has a the real time uh, auto tracking. And you know, like when you're tracking an eye of somebody, and let's say the person turns their back, the camera will drop. You no, know, uh, a camera will drop the autofocus because now it can't track the eye, whatever it was uh, programmed to track on. But with real time, now it's combining not just the eye, it's combining it with, with the subject too. So, okay, the person turns their face away, it still tracks the person. Now they turn their face towards the camera, it goes back to the eye, it locks onto the eye that it said to. And it has this nice feature too that I use in weddings. You can, for example, you can program the bride's face and the groom, and it can track that person through the crowd. You know, so you don't lose track of the person. You know, uh, I mean, it's it's amazing uh, with the technology, and I know they're trying to bring that to DSLR and improve it. I was quite surprised with the 5D Mark IV uh, with the uh, live view because, like like Sean, you were saying with with DSLR, if you really want to see what's on the sensor, then you have to go into live view, and live view uh, DSLR uh, with most DSLR cameras, live view focusing is slow. I, I had that problem with the 5D Mark III and anything below that. But now they've improved on that uh, with some of the newer cameras, the ADD, the 5D Mark IV. I was quite surprised by how quick you can focus. But it's still compared to when you compare it to a mirrorless, I mean, the focus is so quick. You know, you're able to capture stuff so fast. It, it's amazing. You, you you just will not go back anymore. Uh, but, so you know, I think is... with some people, is that? No, go ahead. No, I think with some people, it's just a matter of just being comfortable with, with the tools that they have. Some people just like DSLR. They like the feel and, the, you know, the way it works, you know. So uh, some people, are, they, you know, they are used to it and they don't want to change. Yeah, in my case, uh, I was ready to move on, and um, I, I haven't regretted. I've been doing a lot of weddings with it, and and like I said, I, I get so many. I mean, I promise. I sometimes I promise my clients I'm giving you X amount of images, and sometimes I I get so generous I end up giving them uh, more images. So, um, you know, I think I think it would take a while for DSLR to die. It's not going to die anytime soon, but. I think eventually mirrorless is going to be the, you know, it's going to be the majority now. And we're going to see DSLR being, you know, the, the minority, uh, but it will still be there. I just, you know, it's, it's like, it's like DSLR, uh, digital DSLR and, 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 um, and film, you know, film is yeah, still there, but. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Like, you know, like I said, like these articles I talk about, you know, the death of DSLR, you know, of course. It's, I, I don't want to call it clickbait, but I actually, no, I do want to call it clickbait, but maybe it's not always that. But yeah, I think that's kind of taking it a little bit too far. You know, you can have two technologies exist for a while. I mean, when a car was created, some people still ride horse, rode horses, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, some people still ride horses today. It's just, you know, not, not a main, you know, means of transportation, but you know, it's kind of, that's an extreme example, but yeah, um, mirror cameras, I think this is a, uh,
the age of uh, mirrorless cameras. And um, I would say I would say that if anyone was with all those advantages that you were talking about, you know, I think I'd say it's probably safe to say if you want to buy a new camera, especially if you're a professional, you know, don't look at getting a DSLR. It just really doesn't make as much sense. You know, you want to use the best tools, you know, especially when money's on the line and, and a client's uh, whether and a client's happiness is on the line as well. You know, so yes. and you um, know, just do the just get very good at using what you have. Uh, use you know, try and squeeze as much as you can from the camera that you have. And now, when when you reach the point where it cannot finally fulfill all your needs, then you you just switch. Because that's what happened. I used I learned a lot of my photography on the sixty D. I I a lot of some of my early shots you see on Instagram a lot of them were shot on 60D and I I I learned that I mean I, I read I bought books on it I read read it cover to cover and I knew the inside out of that camera and until I got to the point where when I started doing weddings it just couldn't keep up it was a single slot it's just unacceptable you can't shoot a wedding with a single card because I've seen cards fail on me uh, on more than one occasion so it's it's real it happens so you you want to a camera that I needed a camera that, that take dual dual memory cards and that's what prompted me to go to the uh, 5D Mark III and then eventually I upgraded to mirrorless. Now, Steve, I know it's been a while since we've caught up, but I think one of the last times that I was talking to you, we had mentioned um, video. Were you planning on getting into shooting more video? Yes, I'm, I'm getting more serious now with video. So uh, every opportunity I get... Um, I am practicing. I use a uh, DaVinci Resolve. Uh, I don't use Adobe products anymore. Nah. No hate, but I, that's just me. I like DaVinci products, so um, um, I use DaVinci for editing. And I'm I'm doing very short videos, um, and I post it on Instagram just to get a reaction and see if I'm improving. So, and recently I had to rebuild my my PC. The reason why I hadn't uh, hadn't gotten serious on my video was my PC just couldn't keep up because uh you know with with my mirrorless uh cameras they all shoot 4k and it's typically best to try and shoot in 4k and then you could downgrade it to uh maybe 1080 or you know 720 what you know if you have to upload yeah. it to a platform like youtube because you know you get more details with 4k Perfect. but my my pc just could not keep up editing 4k was a pain uh, so okay. I had to put it aside for a little bit, but now I I I I just rebuilt my PC using. Uh, I went to AMD now. I'm I'm I went to a Ryzen nine processor, and it's so much fun editing uh, my 4K footage now. So I'm back. Uh, recently, I got the uh, Osmo Action. I was going to get a GoPro, so I got the Osmo Action. It has the uh, rock solid. Um, um, you know they are they are technology for stabilizing the photo it's it's so good and it gives me this you know it's like i said i'm using a gimbal and so i've been using that a lot to take uh very you know short clips and i've been editing some of them now and i'll be posting a lot more on that on my instagram uh, and then um yeah but um I'm, I'm i'm enjoying video i haven't taken any job yet on video yet because i need to get very <laughs> to get comfortable with it okay so are you planning on so i know you talked about osmo and going with a gopro so is are those the tools that you're looking at shooting up with are you not going to use the fuji or the um sony oh i, I am going to use this, the sony I have, I have a gimbal so um i okay. have the uh, moza air gimbal that i use uh, um, okay okay and let's then, do this then let's not go that far let's, let's uh, i want to i want to reserve this for the next episode then <laughs> because I, I do no, no i want to i do i want to i want to talk specifically about going from uh because you and i we were both um i don't want to say like strictly be, uh like stills like we never shot video before like i know i mostly never shot video but let's talk about his neck that, that next episode coming up after this you know sure, um, sure about yeah about that change and that transition um we're coming to the end of this one so what i would like to wrap up this one with is uh we know that I know I fell away from shooting for a while. You talked about falling away from shooting for um, shooting for a while, but you know, it sounds like this year you got into shooting a whole lot of weddings. One of the things I, I always like to talk about is, you know, how or that I think about a lot 
and I think I want to kind of like share this on the show is like, you know, how do you stay with the, a hobby like this, you know, that I do still have that dream of turning it, you know, into a full time job. But how do, how do I stay on that path? And, you know, for me, uh, my challenges, um, like most everyone else's, you know, working a different job, having a day job. Right. So it's the work. It's having a family. Um I have uh, four kids, so that's challenging when it comes to trying to find a schedule, you know, that'll fit it. And then, you know, there's the energy level. So a lot of times that's low when you do have some free time. Um, but the lesson that I learned um, from stepping away from this and then coming back is one, I, I shouldn't put it down because it really is something that I, I, I enjoy a lot, you know, and I think the way I keep doing it and the, the way I face those challenges is just by keep doing it. <laughs> it's, it sounds overly simplistic, but I thought that, you know, when I had put the camera down, I really missed it. You know, I really missed it. And I was kind of, you know, um, not mad, but, you know, in, in a way like, wow, you know, there were great images I could have been taken. I should have just, you know, continue to make time out for it, um, keep it around. And uh, I think the key, like you said, the best camera is always the one you have with you. Um, the key, the key for me is, um, I'm not that much of a cell phone shooter though. Nowadays I am, uh, I will, you know, take out my cell phone a lot more now when I see a scene that I just want to capture or even like take a video of. But the thing I started doing again that I, that I did before that I had walked away from doing was I bring my camera with me now all the time, pretty much everywhere. And when I go to work. Sometimes I bring it in the office with me and put it on my desk. So if I'm going to go out to lunch, um, go walk to a nearby restaurant, if I happen to see something I want to take a picture of, then, you know, I'll take a picture of it. Um, if I And even on the days I don't bring it in the office with me, you know, I, I just I keep it in the car. So if I'm coming home and I've had this, I've done this before, if I'm driving home and the sunset just happens to look awesome, you know, I'll pull off to the side of the road and, you know, like shoot a scene. Uh, those are just like the little things that I do to try and keep shooting. Like, like what, what are some of the things that you do? Uh, you know, I look at it as a workout. Uh, and when you, when you're doing like, especially like weight training, you get, you hit a point where you, you, it feels like you can't continue anymore, but that's when you need to actually exert yourself. So like I said, I, I hit that rock bottom where I just, I didn't want to pick up my camera. I, I, I felt like, um, you know, there was no motivation, but like I said, one of the things I do is uh, go online, look at other, other photographers' work, and that can motivate you to create uh, yours. So that's what I did. I looked at other people's work. Um, and then, and then I like to, you know, recreate what other people have also done. And, and, add my own version to it so um i'm actually going to do something i think uh, coming up in october ending i'm working with a, a model and we're going to create something uh, interesting you just have to wait to see it so uh just just keep shooting uh take your camera with you like sean like sean what you did i do the same thing i i i have my camera with me and um as you drive around, as you go about your daily activities, just be observant and pay close attention to your environment, and you will be surprised what you see. And um, and and that that to me, that's how it. Uh, I get my my creative ideas. I keep looking at my environment over and over again, and 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 just just take the camera and just don't be don't be afraid. Just try new things. And you'd be surprised, you, you know, you take, you take a, you take a, a picture. It might look different. You bring it into your computer and that it looks completely different, you know, it, and then you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. So just keep shooting. Don't give up, uh, even if you, you don't feel like doing it. And, and at the end, it will be, um, you know, more rewarding for you. Okay. So. I think that just about wraps up uh, this episode uh, of uh, Shutter Count, whatever the number is. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but I'll say to uh, those that listen to this, uh, thank you for coming back and uh, joining us. And Steve, uh, remind uh, the folks where they can find you again. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Capture by Steven. If you need to follow my other accounts, it's Capture by Steven underscore Variety. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, but I'm not that active on Facebook. Uh, I'll get a lot of my uh, followers and uh, engaged a lot in uh, on, on Instagram. So that's where you find me. And also my website, CapturedBySteven.com. And as for me, um, very similar to Steve, I'm not active on Facebook, but the places that count, Team Hall Photo on Instagram and ALXVA8 on Instagram as well. Um, and uh, I'm trying to also plan to be found more places on, on social media, but uh, more of that to come when it's there. Uh, what I will say about the Team Hall Photo Instagram, uh, you will see videos, IGTV videos that have nothing to do with photography um but that's another chapter of my life as well so um well maybe we'll we'll talk about that on the next show 